Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Always. Welcome back to part two of a little black magic two-parter that I'm doing. This is the final part of this little thing. Um, initially intended to just do one episode on this, but, you know, there's a lot of conversational stuff in this. Running this one alone um, just to get through the rest of the information. But, um, man, it's interesting. You know, I, I've been real skeptical to talk about this kind of stuff because it sounds goofy. It sounds real fantastical. And I'm actually going to talk about, you know, some black magic that here in the West, we really wouldn't believe in this kind of stuff, right? But it seems that everywhere else in the world, um, Eastern religions definitely, um, more underdeveloped areas as well, they seem to really believe in black magic and they're, and they're really weary of its forces, right? So rather than just brushing all the rest of the world off as crazy like we like to do here in the West... Let's put a little bit of uh, credence to the theories. I mean, these things have been around a lot longer than we have, and the people uh, and their cultures are a lot older than our culture. Now, yes, we have progressed further and gotten a lot of shit done, but um, I, I think that this stuff's really interesting. So before we get into it, I mean, you already know who you're listening to, okay? I'm not going to get into that. I appreciate the support over there at Patreon if you choose to do so. And then uh, tell friends about the show and leave five-star reviews, uh, you know, not only with my show, but any show that you enjoy listening to. We are um, kind of under attack here, it seems, not here at this show, but just independent thought in general. And this is nothing new, but shit, the UN is starting to declare war on anyone that spreads harmful conspiracy theories. And they've been pretty quiet lately, as I've been mentioning with some other folks, but... Um, they're slowly kind of, I think, going to step out more into the spotlight. You have Japan's government resigning, which is very interesting. Um, and then I'm going to, before we get into this stuff, too, I wanted to kind of talk about this whole situation with Trump and Mar-a-Lago with the FBI, because um, how can you not, right? I mean, you're probably hearing about it on all kinds of other shows, but I wanted to give my take on it, and uh, then we'll roll into the main shit here. I got a lot for you. What are we going to get through here today? Let's see going to definitely talk about a lot more of the comparisons between black and white magic, um, which I ended the last episode with, but I found some additional things and I found some really cool sources um, and, and just things to share. I'm going to wrap up the episode with some human trafficking stuff because that I think is one of the most significant aspects of black magic. It's really, unfortunately, how the elite um, what Graham from Grimerica is trying to get me to and others to call the parasite class, and I agree with that. Um, I had a really fun conversation with those dudes yesterday on their Outlawed series, and I'm not sure when that's going to air, but they wanted me to come on and just lay out my case about why I feel spirituality is 
kind of turning into a net negative for society. And we had a, an awesome conversation. I thought it was going to be more clashing, but it was super, super civil. I mean, those dudes are, I mean, they're Canadian. They're, they're polite people, right? And uh, so, yeah, we had a, a really, really cool conversation. Love those dudes. Uh, they're doing some cool stuff over there. So, again, don't know when that's coming out, but we talked about this and um, not so much the black magic aspect, although we did touch on that. Uh, we talked more about the spirituality aspect and, you know, what that's doing to society, where it comes from. I think a lot of these movements are contrived for us. I don't think that what we think is organic, like a spiritual movement starting really big time when COVID starts and people start getting pushed out of churches. That's my opinion, at least. Um, I think that was set up and we're supposed to become more spiritual As the UN says, they want us to have a collective consciousness and they see us as evolving into a different level of man and all this stuff. And in order to do that, well, we won't accept government anymore by the way that um, that it is constructed right now. And world government means self-government in their eyes. How's that for some doublespeak? I mean, uh, world government, one world leader, one world religion, one world currency, economy, Everything is freedom in the highest level, right? That is 1984 level shit. War is peace, freedom, slavery, ignorance is strength. Come on, man. I think that uh, I think that they're definitely stringing us along for something here. And um, again, with with Japan's government quitting, I don't know exactly what that means. I, I know that it's it's leaving a void a very significant void in their society for sure. And who's going to fill it? Is chaos going to reign? Is, uh, is anarchy going to ensue? Who knows? I mean, I guess technically anarchy is already ensuing, but, uh, I mean, the way that we think of anarchy, the, the chaos and the, the, the fighting and the everything's on fire and buildings are getting blown up. I don't know if that's going to happen. If it does, I would venture to say it's probably the, government doing that there or the ex-government or people that fund that government agent provocateurs you know the whole uh the whole spiel there but there's definitely something to that whole situation and uh shout out sean from um kill the mockingbirds because that's where i found it on his instagram operation kill the mockingbirds interesting stuff um but let's get into this trump stuff really quick before we roll into the black magic because believe it or not i do think that this is a low level of black magic, right? The deception, um, pretending that Trump, the MAGA king, right, the the witch king, is um, is is saying that he was raided by the FBI. I believe it. I believe that the FBI did quote unquote raid the house, but I don't think it's what a lot of the QAnon people. And this isn't a QAnon bagging statement, even though I do my fair share of that. The QAnon people, the hardcore Trump supporters, the patriots, right? Um, I think that they are taking this for what they're, what the media is telling them to take it for, right? They're they're saying that this is war, and you have some podcasters that I actually respect saying, "Get ready to fight" and all this shit. Man, this is all set up to make us feel that one side of the government is against the other side and freedom is against tyranny right now it's not what this is not 100 percent sure what it is but i know that it's not what they're trying to tell us it is right 
It's not the left, the liberal government that's been weaponized with the FBI and the feds and all this stuff going against Trump, who is on our side. It's not that, right? Trump has kind of shown his true colors here, and he's proving that he's not on our side, pushing the vaccines. Um, some of the stuff that he said in the past is very suspicious about guns, um, you know, taking guns and, and loving the idea of taking guns. Um, he said some very, very interesting things about his daughter, which, you know, you may feel that's irrelevant. But keep in mind, if a liberal were to say that, a lot of these conspiratorial type people and these Trump supporters would say they're pedophiles. But for some reason, Trump is not a pedophile, even though I heard a recording recently. I think it was on the Howard Stern show or something where um, he said Ivanka has Ivana's legs and she's too young to find out if we have these parts. And he holds his hands up to his chest like he's got boobs. Um, man, if Bill Clinton were to do that or if Adam Schiff were to do that, what would y'all say about that? Right now, the reason that I think that this is black magic in some sense, again, low level black magic is because. It's deception. It's lying. Is it a humiliation ritual? I wouldn't go that far because Trump wasn't even there. Why wasn't he there? I understand he's a traveling dude. He's a busy guy. He's probably selling out a little bit to the Saudis. Didn't he like partner up with that live tour? Um, happens to not be there. Happens to appoint the current director of the FBI, Chris Ray, right? Um, there was a judge that was connected to Epstein, I know. And this is all to make us think that something is is starting up here. Maybe it's to try and get people to talk tough. People uh, that would typically, you know, have a show like mine and be out there and say, you know, fuck the the feds and, and let's let's, you know, the war started and all this shit. Man, um, be careful what you think about this. I think um, I would take it as smoke and mirrors. Personally, I'm not saying that you should. Come to your own conclusion through your own research, but uh, I, I say that this is a very interesting time for this to happen. I've been talking with a lot of other friends on shows saying, you know, the timing of everything seems way off, right? Think about it. Think about what what this represents and um, go the opposite way that, that your instincts tell you to go because our instincts have led us down a pretty shitty path as a society here, so... Uh, I say that Trump's still in on, on the whole thing and they found nothing in his safe. Did he remove things from his safe that maybe were in there? Um, is this to uh, weaponize the patriotic side of the country and to get them to get upset about things to cause more division? I would say so. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's just a, a basic quick rundown of what I think there because uh, I could spend a whole hour and a half talking about that, but I don't want to. This is not the episode for that. And I'm sure Ghost and I will be talking about that in his uh, Conspiracy in the News, which we're going to record later today. And that should be out Friday morning for you guys. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's weird times, man, as always. But I would be letting you down if I didn't mention this uh, supposed most dangerous version of black magic. It's called Layak, and it's based out of Bali, Indonesia, okay? Now, it's interesting. It's kind of a fusion of cultures. It's um, got some Hindu in there. Um, there's, there's, I mean, it almost sounds like a Dybbuk in a way or a Jinn maybe. But, um, you know, I'm no expert in demonology or any of this stuff. But it, it sure is interesting. 
And as crazy as it sounds and as, as goofy as some of the imagery may sound, I'm not as concerned with that. I do want to give you a little bit of the origin story here. I'm not concerned with that, and I don't put too much credence into the origin story. But I will say that the people there believe it. They are terrified of it. And most of the world is very concerned with um, black magic, as I've mentioned many times. So, um, as I said, Bali, Indonesia, um, very, very dangerous to these people. It can not work outside of Indonesia, according to the legend. So that's kind of why it flies under the radar. It's not uh, known to many people other than, you know, practicing black magicians or magicians in general, maybe. Um, But it is widely considered to be the most deadly and dangerous. So the story of its origin, again, very fantastical. And um, I mean, to say the least here, basically what it is, is you have... um, the layak itself being this head that floats around and it's got the entrails hanging underneath it, right? Heart, lungs, uh, veins, almost like a vascular system, everything. The liver is included. Um, it, it's a cannibalistic entity and it comes essentially from this old witch that had a daughter, didn't want the daughter to marry, wanted the daughter to stay pure, I guess. Daughter goes out, fucks a married man, and uh, the married man is terrified of the daughter's mother, the witch. So he doesn't want anything to do with her after that uh, that lay. And, you know, no no other man in the village wants anything to do with this woman because the, the witch is so adamant about her daughter being left alone. Um, you know, anytime that someone tries to approach her, the woman curses them and all, the, all this wild stuff, right? Now, once this witch finds out that her daughter was sleeping with a married man, she kills that dude, puts a curse on her daughter, um, basically starts going ape shit. Fire starts coming out of her eyes. She starts destroying a lot of stuff. I guess the military gets called in. She kills a lot of them. Again, do I believe it? No, but I think it's a metaphor, just like this floating head with the entrails hanging out. I think these are all metaphors, but these people believe them, and belief is very significant in this. When I get into the human trafficking stuff, you'll see how significant and how powerful belief can be in this folklore stuff with these people. It ruin, ruins their lives, and it really runs their lives, too. And now what's interesting here is that the layak is kind of um, a lot of painful deaths and um, illnesses are attributed to this whole thing, right? And I guess you'll you'll see this um, leader of theirs, this this sort of personified version wearing a costume um you know that looks like this floating head with the intros behind it they say that people that practice this that follow this rangda which is what that that entity is um the head lay layak if you will they eat people they go raid graves and they they feed on the corpses and graveyards and all this stuff I don't know, um, but in order to become one of these layaks, you have to submit to this Hindu goddess of war that goes by Durga. I've never heard of Durga. I'm not, again, a huge demonologist or, uh, you know, very educated on, on different gods and goddesses, but I looked into her a little bit. She definitely seems very interesting, just like all the Hindu gods and goddesses. Um, only one I'm familiar with really is Shiva, to be honest, but Durga, very powerful goddess of war, and you have to submit in order to um, become a layak. 
And um, so so just to be clear, don't confuse that with Rangda. Rangda is that floating head. But uh, one of the most common practices in Layak is placing objects in a target's belly. Like you literally will take uh, a person, um, cut them open, put a fork or a spoon or a screwdriver or something like that in their stomach, in their abdomen, sew them back up, and then let them die naturally like that. Um, can take a long time for people to die. And I guess this has been done to people before. Um, yeah, it, it's freaky. That would be a, an agonizing death, just having a screwdriver in your stomach. Um, for I, I, I could imagine this could go on for months, honestly. Uh, usually, people that are affected by this will have massively bloated bellies. It's, it's dark stuff. But um, wrapping this whole idea of the layak up, there's three levels to this type of black magic. The number one, the lowest level, allows the practitioner to turn into a donkey, a pig, a dog, other low-level animals like that. Okay, there's a lot of shape-shifting involved with this. And it gets very strange here. Um, level two, you can turn into birds and other flying animals, including this demonic bird called a gardua, I believe. Um, and it's it's also, you can get into a uh, demonic palm tree called a jakatungul, that's interesting to me. Uh, why would you want to be a tree versus just a person? I don't know. But, I mean, if you could be a demonic tree, maybe that would be cooler to some people. I don't know. People identify as all kinds of weird shit now. I think that uh, this is definitely interesting. And for the record, identifying as something else, if this is black magic, can we not say that a person that identifies as a cat is a form of black magic? Again, you have to read between the lines here. It's not so in your face and literal. It's more a person that has been gifted the, the, the fact of being a human being. Really, I think the best thing that you can be on this earth is a human being. And they're sort of giving that over, not literally, figuratively, giving that idea over and, and calling themselves a cat or a dog or, in this case, a demonic tree. Um, something to think about, right? Now, the highest level of this uh, layak is um, once you've mastered all your chakras, now whether you believe that there's seven or 12 or whatever, um, I like the idea of there being 12. I think that's kind of interesting. There's some that go underneath your feet, some that go above your head and all that stuff. But uh, let's just stick with the seven that they advertise here in this weird um, chakra system. Once you've mastered that um, and you connect with Durga very well, you uh, you can turn into a tower with 21 flaming steps. And the tower is called a bade, a B-A-D-E. And it's surrounded by dead bodies. And anything that comes in the vicinity of the tower is vaporized, turned to ash, all that stuff. Again, identifying with an inanimate object such as a tower. Um, I don't know. I think that we'll start seeing people that, that identify as like refrigerators and shit in the near future. If there's not already. I'm sure there is. Nothing surprising, but if this is the most dangerous level of black magic, I mean, it's wild. It's wild to think that there's not a whole lot of um, killing. It seems. I mean, the I, I don't. I can't imagine that too many people are doing the whole, um, you know, inserting spoons and forks in people's stomachs. Uh, I think that the the truly dangerous part and the highest level of this is is becoming something else, becoming an inanimate object, or uh, a tree or a flying bird. People are identifying as these things now, and I find that just fascinating that, uh, I mean, it's it's claimed in legend in other cultures that that is highest levels of black magic. So 
again, something to think about there. But uh, yeah, so that's the, the most dangerous uh, type of black magic, Layok, if you want to look into it. Pretty interesting stuff. Uh, the spelling on it is a little interesting. L-E-Y-A-K, if you're interested. Um, Wikipedia even has like a cool breakdown of it, just real simple, but uh, pretty freaky shit, considering how it kind of relates to American culture today, where everyone wants to be something that they're not. Now, um, let's get into a little bit more of this comparison between white and black magic, because I do find it to be really important. I went through with Kim a massive list in the Patreon portion, um, but this is kind of expanding on that. It's not necessarily, uh, well, it's not really expanding off of it, but it's it's more of a different take from a different source. I'm going to go through a few aspects of black magic and then go back to white magic here. So a follower of black magic begs for grants. He humiliates himself and submits to superior forces. By the way, relate each one of these as you can to the government, um, the way that you would want it to be, and also the way that you see it. Do our politicians humiliate themselves? Do they have humiliation rituals? Do they submit to their superior worldly entities and also potentially to something much darker that's not in our world right like the devil um follower black magic tries to obtain favors from superior forces by making sacrifices by destroying things or people by making a show of one's friendly intents or even by humiliating himself in groveling submission think about that one uh followers of black magic are ignorant of nature and how it works and they rebel against it when it doesn't satisfy their whims. Hmm. Idea of a man and a woman uh, being able to reproduce. Reproduction is bad. What's up is down. Um, I'd say that that our government is currently participating in all three of these so far. Or, yeah, three, I think. Can't count. Uh, to followers of black magic, gods are supernatural beings above us. And their nature is holy and suffers no questioning. That one I actually tend to agree with, but I found that very interesting that black magicians believe in supernatural beings. Maybe God isn't supernatural, right? Maybe God is is more of, um, I don't know, metaphysical. I don't know exactly how you would how you would categorize God. Maybe it's just everything. But I am definitely uh, skeptical of the idea that black magicians believe in God in a similar way that I would. That that's definitely something that would make me question my beliefs for sure. Now, um, final one here that I have listed is to followers of black magic, the ultimate goal is the fulfillment of all wild desires with impossibility being vanquished in a surreal paradise to be granted to worshipers in some far future or after death. Okay, that's definitely interesting too, right? It seems like if you are a good person, you would be rewarded for it after death. But, you know, obviously they're going to bastardize that. Now, let's get into white magic here, right? We've been talking about a lot of the dark stuff. White magic is supposedly good. I tend to think that it's not. But, um, again, talking with the Grimerica guys yesterday, they had a really interesting take on white magic. And um, I'm sure that they didn't create that idea, but they you know, believe that white magic is basically living a lifetime of, of good. And white magic takes, you know, sometimes decades to actually fulfill. But uh, it takes an entire lifetime, basically, to to be a white magician, is from what I took from the whole thing. And black magic is something that can be done instantly, right? I'll get into that more a little bit here. But um, and it's, an observer of white magic earns rewards versus just 
asking for them or, or obtaining them, earns the rewards. He develops self-pride and mastership in a non-hierarchical sense. It's kind of exactly what I was saying there. I should have read ahead. An observer of white magic tries to obtain satisfactions from earthly things and people in a non-hierarchical relation by enhancing himself and his property, by creating goods and services, and by doing actual work, also by proudly developing his skills. Now, that's a slippery slope too, right? Proudly developing skills. Pride is a dangerous thing, but I think pride utilized in the right way can absolutely be a good thing, right? But proudly developing skills sounds a little bit like the Tubal Cain type stuff, right? Um, if you're a master of your craft, you're following in the footsteps of one of the gods of the Freemasons. I, I should say probably a, a leader of the Freemasons. I don't know, man. It, it, a lot of this stuff is so confusing and it can be de determined in many ways. Um, I would say overall developing skills in a proud manner is good. But again, just be wary. Anytime you're good at something, um, I think that that and I'm talking like top like 1% or 0.5% or in the world with something, I think that you are now looked at, right? You you're, you now have the attention of the people and the entities that rule this realm, and they want to tap into those skills that you have. But again, doesn't mean that you shouldn't get good at something. I'm a fan of competition. I think you should be the best that you can at everything. Just, you know, be aware of, of what that means when you're very good at something. It's a powerful thing. Now, next up, uh, practitioners of white magic try to understand nature and its mechanisms. They accept it as it is, and they use their knowledge of it to achieve satisfactions. It's an interesting one, very positive. To practitioners of white magic, and as much as things can be explained in terms of God, gods are but aspects of nature itself. See, I do not agree with that one. Um, maybe, though, I, again. So to practitioners of white magic, the ultimate goal is to achieve appreciated satisfactions before death with the wisdom to reevaluate one's desires so as to fit the realm of the possible. OK, so very different from black magic. Um, I don't know. Do you do you fit into either one of these categories? Do you take a little bit from both? I don't know. Uh, I, I definitely can see two sides to this for sure. Um, the one thing that I tend to agree with from the black magician's perspective is that God is kind of like this thing above us, but, uh, we know that their God is, is Satan, right? Now, um, ones who follow black magic seem to follow a God who is vengeful and very jealous, and it's a God that likes to humiliate its followers, right? It requires sacrifice in some sense, and at least... If you want to show that you follow this God, you have to make some sort of sacrifice or humiliate yourself. Goes back to the humiliation rituals. Um, a lot of successful people seem to have someone close to them that passes away prematurely. That could be considered a sacrifice, right? Um, or some sort of tragedy, which um, may happen naturally, right? But um, I find it interesting when, when someone that has good intentions... When they lose a parent prematurely or a, or a son, a daughter, um, it's a tragic situation, right? I don't think that they always necessarily sacrifice them, okay? But maybe this is some like higher form of destiny or something where a person has to feel some pain or some sort of sacrifice 
not perpetuated by themselves. It just happens, right? Destiny says this person loses, let's say, their sister or their brother. That happens. It causes this this thing to go off in their body. They begin manifesting things that they want. Is this kind of like nature's way of performing some sort of magic? I don't know. Um, I'm throwing out thoughts here. Again, I'm no expert on this stuff, but I find it very interesting that so many people that are successful have sort of a, a tragic life story, right? Now, it's not there. There's absolutely exceptions. I hope to be one, uh, you know, but, you know, it's it's uh, it's an interesting situation that we have here when when we start getting into this really, really not black and white stuff, even though we're talking about black and white magic. Right. No pun intended there. But um, my question would be, you know, what kind of God would require that? Right. What kind of God would require that you hurt yourself or others around you in its name? Seems, again, like a very vengeful, very jealous type of God. Sort of a God of the Old Testament, right? Now, I'm not criticizing anyone that believes in a God that's vengeful like that. Um, I just don't see it as that. I think that God is probably all loving and even and even cares about the, the people that go against him um, and tries to, you know, put things around that would hopefully get them to come back. But, um, you know, the, these darker people out here, the darker entities... Um, and when I say that, I don't mean like in appearance. OK, let's uh, because I know in the first episode we were talking about how black magic and dark magic was actually created. That term was created to go against actual, you know, black people. Right. This is not how I'm referring to it as this is just the easiest way to refer to it. So got to be real clear on that um, to get the entity referred to as God by the elite. I do want to remind you. That their God, which is Satan, I do believe, or, or Lucifer, if we want to go with the more white magicians, their God is jealous of what it refers to itself as the real God, right? I know it sounds complicated, but if you're following the Christian story of good and evil, right? God and the devil, um, then you'd know Lucifer was God's favorite creation, right? God loved Lucifer until he created Adam and Eve. And then, I mean, it's not like, you know, God was like, yeah, fuck Lucifer. We're not cool anymore. Lucifer turned his back on God because he was jealous. So I think that this kind of reiterates the idea of this humiliation ritual. Um, Lucifer's kind of like a jealous kid that is rebelling against his rich dad, right? It's a, a very, very oversimplified way to look at it. But if uh, if Lucifer is, is saying that, you know, you need to humiliate yourself in order to get success, I can help you get success. You can have everything that you ever want, but you need to humiliate yourself or sacrifice someone or something. It fits right in with what we're talking about here. Um, and, and to be clear, Lucifer did rebel against God because he was jealous. He didn't want God to love anything more than he loved him. So... Uh, yeah, he, now he's on just on a, an eternal quest for love and for worship and for sacrifice, right? And from now on, I'm going to do my best to refer to the devil as Lucifer Satan. This is kind of how these groups like to refer to him as, and I'll explain that here in just a second, but Lucifer Satan is a jealous so-called God to these people, right? And he'll reward its subservience once they humiliate themselves, once they make offerings or swear their eternal souls over and then they get everything that they want. Now, Satan is the same entity as Lucifer, but he represents the entity's dark side, right? 
The duality that the shadow groups kind of like to make winks at so often is never represented better than in the dichotomy of Lucifer and Satan in their mind. Okay, again, this is not what I believe, but they do believe that Lucifer is the light and Satan is the dark. So, um, again, white and black magic uh, going to these two. To be clear, I'm not saying that I believe Lucifer is a good guy. I, I really do want to make that clear, but the Masons, the Vatican, other groups like this with, with really powerful assets at the very tops of society um, refer to Lucifer as the light and Satan as the dark. So I see them as uh, the same exact thing, and I think that this is just meant to confuse. But uh, for the sake of this episode, I'm, I'm going to get into um, how our, our, our parasite class views them here. So in my opinion, um, you know, like I said, white magic really, I feel, worships Lucifer. And black magic, I feel, worships Satan. It's just what my research has pointed me to. And um, you will probably hear me repeating that or making reference to it a lot. Um, so for me to allege that politicians are practitioners of black magic and work for darkness, I would be alleging that they knowingly carry out evil acts to hurt humanity and go towards Satan. What even they reference as the, the dark, right? The dark arts. And to be honest, I'm, I'm more than comfortable alleging that, right? I mean, you have massive rituals. You have massive amounts of taxes being taken out of people's checks. If people don't have money to live comfortably and eat healthier food um, and be more stress-free, I mean, that just leads to an early grave. It leads to more suffering. Um, I mean, we can go as far as even saying like brain fog with the, the food that a lot of people are forced to eat. Um if you have brain fog, you'd be more programmable through the frequencies and things like that that are put out through, you know, mainstream television and apps on your phone, Instagram, maybe podcasts. I don't know. Just be, you know, be be weary of what you consume because these people are, it seems like they're coming after everyone, right? I don't say that to be an alarmist, but we have a lot of, of knowledge of past programs that the government has sponsored through the CIA and through other entities like that. Tavistock, it's not just a United States thing. It's a global thing. It's a it's a first world thing. We have a lot of evidence and proof that, you know, our minds and our bodies and our souls even are under attack here. So, again, be weary of it. You know, pay attention here. Not just to this. I'm saying, like, pay attention to life. Pay attention to everything. Um, I think that life's a gift and... and you know, we're kind of squandering it away and we're, we're making it so that future generations won't have what past generations had because we're allowing this stuff to win. And I, I, I hate to beat a dead horse here with what I'm talking about. I think a lot of these spiritual goofballs out there are opening doors that they don't really understand. Okay. People are being fascinated with uh, a lot of magical thinking. And they're engaging in it without knowing the first thing about it. Um, this is another thing that we kind of disagreed with about on um, on the Grimerica show where I think 99 plus percent of people that are practicing magic don't know what the fuck they're doing. But they do it because the, it makes them feel power. And a lot of these people are very weak emotionally and dare I say spiritually. So they attempt this and I think that they leave windows open for things to creep in. We have a lot of spiritual people in our society right now, and things seem to be snowballing in favor of the New World Order. Things are moving there quickly. 
and more and more people are spiritual. I don't think that's a coincidence. Some people may disagree with me, and that's fine. It's the whole point of being able to have conversations. So, again, sorry to bring that up. It's just something I feel I feel serious about. I think that there's definitely something there. Now, um, the God in White Magic sounds a lot more moral, but as much as I don't like to say it, it sounds less powerful. As God sounds like it's not as powerful. I've always heard the opposite in that white magic is more powerful but harder to wield and black magic is really easy to enact but its power is really easily overridden by white magic now again uh it doesn't seem to be the case from from this research it it always is what's up is down i would say white magic is more difficult to do black magic is easier you see effects of black magic right away um I don't know. I don't know what that means exactly, but the white magic God only cares that its followers better themselves, whether that's Lucifer, which I don't think it is, um, or or God. I know that the God of the Bible tells tells one not to practice magic whatsoever, and I tend to stick with that because, again, I don't think people know what the hell they're doing. You're opening up a Pandora's box that I don't think is understood by hardly anyone on this earth. Um but yeah, uh, so yes, the white magic god following um, wants its followers to be be positive and worship, uh, you know, themselves and to to be uh, more proactive in their communities and to help everyone. Um, only understanding God is asked for. Understanding what God is, believing is required in God, but no sacrifices. Right? There's no humiliation. There's no Faustian bargains, but. To that point, with black magic being more powerful and easier to do and, and to enact, could that be something like to what the Cathars were talking about? I've mentioned the Cathars a lot, where, you know, they believe everything in this world is evil and we're here to suffer, right? Even the, the ritual of baptism is evil because you're taking something that was created by the devil, water, and you're washing yourself in it in the name of God. Again, God, in their eyes, the people that created these rituals, God is Lucifer to them. Okay? Now, if you've been baptized, I don't think that you're going to hell or anything, but the Cathars believe that. The Cathars believe that bringing a soul into this world, either in or out of wedlock, is a sinful act. Because you're taking a soul out of the spiritual realm, the eternal realm, and bringing it into this materialistic uh, low vibrational realm. It's it's interesting at the very least. And I think that in that theory, that would make the devil more powerful here. It sounds like blasphemous talk, and I'm not saying that that's what I believe, right? Um, sounds like it's very anti-God. I don't mean to sound like that. I just, I'm, I'm saying that this seems to be what uh, at least our, our, you know, quote-unquote leaders do, that parasite class. They believe that the devil absolutely runs shit here. Now, is this the secret knowledge, supposedly, that maybe Blavatsky and Bailey were talking about? Again, I don't know, but there sure seems to be a different way of operating that the elite have. They have a different priority set. They worship different things. They follow different rules than the plebs, us, right? We seem to be trying to do good, and they seem to blatantly be trying to do bad. So, I don't know. I think that it definitely merits some more thought. I think everyone should think about these things. Um, 
and yeah, I'm interested to hear what you think about it. So if, if you have any thoughts about, you know, the, this being the devil's playground and things like that, I mean, comment on my Instagram or, or DM me or email me, right? I, I'm, I'm very curious to what people think. And um, hopefully it's not too blackpilling here. But again, I don't know what's real. I'm, I'm throwing shit at the wall here. Uh, I would say, though, maybe this is why churches seem more and more sinister today, right? Maybe it's because man was never meant to worship God at all. And I think Jesus would say that himself, right? He did not like churches and organized religion, it seemed. At least we're told that. But yeah, don't don't take my word for any of this stuff. If you feel good going to church, going there and worshiping, I think intent does have a lot to do with worship. Um, we were talking a little bit about like the word love meaning hate and uh, light meaning, you know, Luciferian enlightenment. I think if you say that you love somebody... I don't know. I, I don't think that that means that you hate them, but uh, maybe there's something that, that goes out into the universe that that is um, is sort of putting that negative energy out there. I don't know. It's it's a deep thought. When I when I heard that love, which is evil backwards, right? E-V-O-L uh, pronounced the same, but spelled differently than, than the way that we spell evil, which is live backwards. Um it, once you start going down those rabbit holes, you're just like, well, shit, is is uh, living the opposite of evil or is it the same as evil? Is love the opposite of evil or is it the same as evil? Shit, again, there's more questions than answers here. But um, our, our language sure does seem to be casting some sort of spell, right? And this is, I'm not the first one to say this, but there is definitely the way that we say, you know, good morning, um bless you which is like be less you um there's so many out there word magic is definitely a thing and i think that it has a lot to do with black magic and white magic itself yeah uh again more questions than answers here but yeah uh the the idea of the church worshiping um so adamantly and having their own rituals the more and more i look into it it seems dark I've never liked going to church. Um, my father's never liked going to church. I've never felt home there. It seems like a strange place to me. And um, that used to make me think that that I was a bad person, that I was kind of destined to be like a dark soul. That's bullshit, though. I think that's programming. Um, I try to do the right thing, and I try to spread good information. Sometimes it doesn't work out like that, though. Sometimes we get things wrong, and that's okay. But... uh yeah, I, I would say, you know, go to church if you're comfortable. Don't go to church if you don't like it. I don't think that you need to. I don't think it's required to build a relationship with your creator. So um, anyway, get off my soapbox there. The the leading religion in the world, the biggest church in the world, the Catholic Church, right? They're changing shit up to fit more and more people. They're kind of becoming like the Walmart of religion. They're saying there's no hell now. They're saying it's okay to be gay. It's fine. I understand that gay being gay is is supposedly sometimes not a choice. I don't know necessarily. I've never been gay. So I'm speaking out of line here. But I think changing religion shows how weak it is, right? Changing something where you say, well, our old beliefs were wrong. Let's go this way, right? And they, I mean, it goes, it goes to in like flat earth stuff, right? They used to believe that the sun went around the earth. And then they jailed people, or one guy in particular, saying that it was the opposite. The earth goes around the sun. Well, if you're wrong about that, what else are you wrong about? Didn't God 
or whatever you say that you talk to tell you what was actually going on. They're just changing their, their shit all around here. It's like half their gimmick to adopt more and more people in because people are going away from these institutions. I think that that's part of the plan. I think that they're that they historically have been wrong about a lot. And they, the Vatican's been on the wrong side of history quite often. We don't need to get into the Nazi stuff and all the crazy shit that they supported. But man, have they been on the wrong side quite often. So was this set up by some Luciferians or some Satanists? Shit, I would think so. I've, I've mentioned the Pope's hat a lot. That's the hat of Akhenaten. That's not a, a, a you know hat that's paying any homage to God, it seems. Unless their God is Akhenaten. Which, you know, this is one of those ancient mystery schools. One of those old schools of thought that seems to worship more dark than light. More black magic than white magic. I think we're given a lot of proof here that institutions lean towards darkness. Okay? So, again, more shit to think about here. Um, anyway, let's get back into a little bit of the uh, the, the black and white magic as, as far as how they kind of relate to each other. Because they both really do exist based off of each other, right? They're polar opposites. Black and white's opposite. It's used in a lot of symbols. The yin-yang, um, the, the seal of Solomon. Um, the Theosophical Society uses the, the white triangle and the black triangle to make the Seal of Solomon or the Star of David. Um, to be clear, too, when I say the Seal of Solomon, the, the two triangles are interlocked versus laying on top of one another or whatever, right? Uh, Star of David is, is a little different than the Seal of Solomon. Same shape uh, geometrically, but the layout is just slightly different, and that's enough to make it entirely different. So... Uh, Definitely some duality within that symbol alone, for sure, right? As well as the yin-yang, kind of told to us to be the oldest symbol of witchcraft, right? The um, dark and the light, the as above, so below, the masculine and the feminine. It's uh, also, you know, material and eternal, all that stuff. But the polar idea of things, it's, it's crucial in our world, right? The right versus left, the black versus white, the up versus down, the good versus evil. We talked about this a lot in like the Coral, the um, Coral Castle stuff, right? Like it seems that polar opposites seem to be like the building blocks of the world. And I think that that's definitely something to think about here, especially when talking about black and white magic, because one can't exist without the other. It's kind of like how I try to explain that the agenda of these Satanists is disguised with nice words, um, kind of to promote like inclusivity and things like that. They tell you one thing and they do the other. You can't come to somebody and be a dick and try and get them on your side. The church should take a fucking you know page out of that book. Um, but I, I do think that over time, again, the church was set up to push more and more people as society progressed into darkness, into Satanism and shit like that. Even the Church of Satan, I don't know if I mentioned it in the last episode, the Church of Satan is not really necessarily an organization meant to worship darkness, I don't think. But I do think that it has something to do with black magic more than anything else. I, I don't really understand what they represent because it's so conflicting. You have the Church of Satan, the Temple of Satan, the Temple of Set, all these different groups that preach different things, but they all seem to focus on black magic. So I think that that's a you know, reoccurring theme here and something that we can definitely uh, point a finger at 
and at least say, hey, you know, black magic is definitely a, a powerful institution in a lot of these groups. So um, to wrap that up, black magic always wins in appearance. You'll always see it dominate established institutions. It's glorified by formal rights, really flashy presentations. I mean, look at 9-11, right? As dark as it is to say that 9-11 was a flashy presentation, it absolutely was just that, right? You see other examples too in real, you know, obviously modern times There's some old examples as well. But I mean, look at the election of Trump, how much of an upset that was. That was flashy. And then the fraud committed in 2020 where even though I'm not a big supporter of Trump at all, I think that more people voted for him than Joe Biden, right? So you have a flashy presentation electing this guy, this chaos candidate, and then a flashy presentation to elect Joe Biden versus, or I should say select Joe Biden, and and remove Trump. That was pretty flashy. It caught a lot of our attention. Is that not black magic? Is not taking something that happened and then giving the opposite result? Is that not black magic, right? I understand it's not, it's not, you know, what you may think of as flashy, and it may not be what you picture in your head as magic, but if more than half the country or more than half the voters pick one candidate and then you get the other one, I would say that's fucking taking, you know, gold, let's say, and turning it into lead, opposite of what we wanted, right? black magic i wouldn't call it alchemy but maybe it is maybe it's like more of a uh, metaphysical version of alchemy versus a literal something that you can see changing metals and all that stuff it's um it's absolutely something magical for sure and i would say it's dark magic because it's not the intent of the people and it's affecting a lot of people's lives in the negative okay now i'll get to the white girl magic here in a little bit because i want to uh you know kind of sort of tie this in with trump because there's this this very interesting group that is just fucking weird that that I think really kind of turned the the page and accelerated uh, what we think of as magic and put it on the forefront. I mean, BLM, Black Lives Matter, um, remove the L, you got BM, Black Magic. You know, I know that that's been said before too. Black Luciferian magic, maybe I don't know. It sure doesn't seem to stand for Black Lives Matter, which is more deception, which is more magic. Okay. You're not giving any people that are black any kind of power through Black Lives Matter. So what is that standing for, right? What is that little coven of witches that ran that, the three of them, right? They admit that they're witches. They cast spells and they, they're Marxists. They practice witchcraft. They've gotten in front of groups of people just like the UN does. And they tell them to close their eyes and picture something and put intent into something. That's that's magic right there, okay? And it, and it does work. We've seen real-world effects from these things that they do behind the scenes and from a more spiritual level, okay? Now, this white girl magic as opposed to the black girl magic, um, when this whole wave of Trump started back in 2016, right? Back when, when the, the election was going on, there was a group that were trying to cast binding spells to Trump. They were trying to bind him to himself, it sounds like. Now, that would be black magic. They're trying to affect someone else. And they were trying to get a bunch of women to do this during, I believe, a waxing moon. I could be completely off on that. 
It's either a waxing or waning moon. I know that those are opposites. I don't pay too much attention to the the details of these rituals because I want nothing to do with them. But um, how did the binding for these white girls work, right? How did it work for them? And I'm calling them white girls because there were some black witches out there, black skin color. I don't know if they were performing black magic or white magic or whatever, but they were black women saying, you white girls with your white girl magic are going to fuck everything up and you're going to get the exact opposite of what you want because you don't know what you're doing. And it just so happens that these white girl witches are wealthy, living in L.A., cap- trying to capitalize off of a trend of an interest in witchcraft and trying to get more attention to their group in a selfish way. This waft, this witches against fascist totalitarianism. What the fuck is that? Right now, again, I told you that that Wiccan kind of started off um, going against fascism. Right. They were going against Nazis. This weird dude that had a fart fetish and getting naked with um, his name was Gerald. Uh, the hell was his name? Gerald Garner. And uh, weird dude. Right. Um, eccentric guy for sure, which is fine. I, I like people like that. But um, you see a reoccurring theme here with these frail beta dudes. That are weird, right? Anyone that has a fart fetish is fucking weird. And I'm not making that up. It sounds like I'm making a joke here just to like, you know, slander the dude. I'm not. Like I've, I've heard people that talk about him highly say that he had an infatuation with flatulence because he was English. Flatulence sounds a lot nicer than... Uh, uh, infatuation with flatulation sounds nicer than a fart fetish. That's what it was, okay? Now, he liked this stuff. He liked getting naked. With women and dancing around in the woods and connecting with nature. Dude, he just wanted to see women naked. Why can't we just admit that? Why can't we say, hey, it's kind of cool if you're a dude to see women naked and be around naked women. There's nothing wrong with saying that. But you got to bastardize that concept and say, no, we're doing something good here. No, you're not. You're just getting naked and you're hanging out. The dude, was he'd been a nudist for a long time. Um... And I don't mean to go off on a, on a tangent here, but there is a history of these Wiccans fighting fascism. But are they fighting it or are they bringing more attention to it? And is their, their energy backfiring, right? If you're trying to cast a spell um, or, or perform some sort of ritual, which, like it or not, right? If you are a Wiccan back in the day when this started, Casting out a spell to make it so that the Nazis, who are undeniably bad people, if you're casting a spell against them, that is black magic, even though you have the best intentions. You're affecting the will of someone else, okay? They don't realize that, though. And anytime you do black magic, it seems to come back at you, the person that casts the spell, multiple times in, in, in you know, threefold, fourfold, fivefold tenfold so i mean yeah sure the nazis didn't invade england when this happened right they tried but uh did they lose the war right i mean who knows again this stuff works for a short term then it seems to backfire and you have this whole situation going on in modern times with trump and these waft bitches bitch witches (laughs) um but yeah the the, I, i like the idea and I think it's funny that these girls who are very pro-abortion, right? They're um, basically everything that you would say a liberal believes in, these these quote-unquote witches believe in. 
And I've seen pictures of them. She, I mean, the the head witch is like a decent looking. I mean, she looks like a hippie, so, which I'm not really into. Uh, probably doesn't shower very often, doesn't shave very often, all that stuff. But, uh, you know, she's out there practicing, telling her group of basic bitches to, um, you know, bind Trump. And she tells the, the world how to do this ritual. You also have Marianne Williamson and people like that that are fairly, you know, prestigious people, as much as I don't agree with them. Encouraging this behavior, encouraging, say, hey, yeah, let's go against Trump here. And I, I would I would venture to say that Marianne Williamson is on the end with all this stuff. Right. She's been in the White House with Hillary Clinton and, and kind of a spiritual guide for the Clintons uh, back in the 90s. I've heard, um, I guess, spent some time with Hillary in the Lincoln bedroom. Who knows what they were doing? But definitely a uh, magical minded person is Marianne Williamson or Marianne Williams. What's her name? I think Marianne Williams, whatever. You know who I'm talking about. Hopefully, if not, look her up. She's very interesting. Um, so you get you get these witches trying to hinder Trump's work. How did that work? How did that work for you? He got elected. Not only did he get elected, he appointed like half the fucking Supreme Court. And now because of that, these people lost their quote unquote right to abortion. Their shit is backfiring on them, just like the black women who practice witchcraft, were saying it would. And I do actually believe that black people have a a, a more of a incline incline to uh to practice this stuff. I think you know a lot of it comes from Haiti, a lot of it comes from Africa, a lot of witchcraft comes from places like this and the East, and people with darker complexions seem to have been practicing witchcraft longer than, you know, whitey. Think about that, right, man? I, I, it's, it's, it's wild to me that, you know, these girls are just trying to capitalize off a trend, and it, it did backfire big time, and um, makes me laugh a little bit. But I, I just wish that people would not practice this if they didn't know what the fuck they're doing. Just, just leave it to very few people. If there's not much energy going into this stuff, it's not going to be as powerful as it has become. But. You know, no one's going to listen to me. They're going to continue thinking what they think, and they're going to practice black magic unknowing because they think that their will is what's right. These girls, these waft girls who talk about being white magicians, were doing black magic by trying to hinder someone else, and it backfired on them. And I say, we're better off for it. Fuck them. Who cares? Um, anyway, I was talking about, you know, changing language quite a bit there, and that is a massive part of black magic, right? Spells cast by words that we speak change meaning when the ones that are in charge want it to. I mean, we've seen language changing rapidly here with the state of politics and like the infighting among citizens and things like that. There's a lot of terms that are moving around. And I said this this phrase earlier, but, you know, war is peace, freedom, slavery, ignorance, and strength. Orwell nailed this. In 1984, and um, those that that little phrase right there that could be considered a spell in some sense. Now, I'm guilty of putting that on a T-shirt and selling it myself because I think it's it's a really really accurate representation of the world today, right? We could just say like instead of war is peace, man is a woman, freedom is slavery. I think still stands, and ignorance is strength, right? Now we are about to get into some sort of war, it seems. Right. Seems like a Cold War right now. But hey, maybe that war is peace, freedom is slavery, ignorance is strength thing 
is 100% accurate, but it's also 100% black magic because it's inversion. Okay? Now, the UN, who I've made a real habit of talking shit to here lately, uh, they're doing this in their 2030 agenda. They have that 17-point plan where they want to end poverty, right? But rather than ending poverty, what they're going to do is just make everyone so damn poor that no one's quote-unquote poor. Because what makes someone poor? Well, looking at someone rich, right? A rich person has more than a poor person, so that's where that term comes from. If everyone has nothing, then no one's poor, right? Just like if everyone's depressed, no one's happy. If everyone's happy, no one's depressed. If you're never sad, you're never happy either, right? You need that you need that balance of positive and negative. I'm not saying that you know the poor people out there are, you know, fitting into society. I think that it's tragic that there are entire countries that are very poor. Entire countries don't give off like the same carbon footprint and I don't want to get into that shit cuz it's just the way that it is, but then like a little city, right? There's entire countries that don't give off the same emissions as a small city does. And that has a lot to do with the development of that country, right? Um, those countries are poor. The United States is a rich country for now. Russia is a fairly, fairly rich country, not really. China is a massively wealthy country, right? Um, I take that back with Russia, though. I think they have, like, the GDP of, like, Brazil or something. Um, but the emissions that these that these more developed countries give off is a, is a good sign um, of the power structure. You see the the poor places that the UN acts like they care about so much uh, living a much more green lifestyle, and that's what they want for us. They want everyone to live green and no one to be poor. Well, hey, guess what? You can't be both. The richest people in the world fly private jets, right? If everyone is not poor and the green emissions are... are, are um, the green lifestyle is up. Do the math there, right? It's it's very, very basic once you see it. But this is more of that inversion. And it's more of the devil speak. I, I feel like I've been saying that a lot lately. But they have the 17-point plan, and all of that is black magic too within the UN, okay? I've been bagging on their, their spiritual take lately, but that's not the only thing that they're doing. Doing some black magic too, okay? Now... When they say they're moving towards quality education, what does that mean, for another example? Well, they mean they're going to have the same curriculum for all the people of the world. And as we know, there is a plan for a one-world religion, a one-world government, a language, a currency, all that stuff. So they'll make indoctrination as easy as it's ever been. They'll have everyone think in the same way. Everyone will be educated in the same manner, and that will make it very easy to guide them to perform more ritualistic activity over these people. I'm going to get into some like zombification stuff here later, but I think that this is exactly what the intent of the education system is, is to create zombies and slaves and mindless workers. Okay. Now think about if everyone in the world is taught the same way, would you want to go against that method of thought, right? The more people that think that, let's say, shit, Let's say uh, Joe Biden becomes world leader. <laughs> Scary idea. If the the population of seven or of eight billion people 
thought that Joe Biden was a good leader. Maybe they didn't really think that. Maybe they're just told to think that and they think it because they don't want to get in trouble. Would you, a single person, want to go against those 8 billion people? And that method of thought, would you want to? I mean, you, you probably would say, fuck yeah, man, I would. No, nah, man. No, at that point, the game's won. Um, it doesn't even need to be that extreme. It could be 7 billion and you got 1 billion people thinking opposite. It's going to be very tough for those 1 billion people to speak up. Because not only are the other 7 billion people against that 1 billion, you've got the power structure against them too. Laws against their way of thinking and things like that. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, crazy stuff. And, and it, it gets much deeper here. But um, the bottom line is that you have to take everything that any iconic figure, whether it's political uh, pop cultural, whatever, doesn't matter. You got to take anything that these people say as to mean the opposite because they are all high level black magicians. They're inverting their talk. They're telling you one thing, meaning the exact opposite oftentimes. If not the opposite, just something different, something that, that would not line up with what they're actually saying. And we see this all the time. I'm not breaking news here, okay? But it's just the way that they operate. They, they have mastered the art of black magic. They really have. And it's because the message that they're giving is carefully created to be inverted. It's not like they go out there and just freestyle when they're giving big PSAs. They are told what to say, and it means what they mean it to mean. They, they, they have their own intent for all of this stuff. And it's very damaging to society. We see the effects today. When it comes to government and how they control their constituents... It's very similar. It's that dark magic or that satanic priest or sorcerer shit, whatever you want to call them, they all engage in this, let's call it baneful magic, okay? There's a lot of manipulation and coercion. Think of this practice of zombification here, okay? The first definition of zombie online is a corpse said to be revived by witchcraft, especially in certain African and Caribbean uh, religions. The second one is more informal. It is uh, a person who is or appears lifeless, apathetic, or completely unresponsive to their surroundings. Well, fuck, that's a majority of society right there, right? That informal definition. Now, the more formal one, the, the, the traditionally correct definition, I would say, is, is pretty interesting, too. When I just gave you all the examples of black magic, which is witchcraft, right? We're, we're lulled into a sleep, but our phones and our TVs and our programming are kind of what keep us going, right? The jobs that we get, the taxation, which believe it or not, I'm going to get into that too and how that's black magic. There is a lot of it here and we see it. I like the witchcraft definition, but the one, the second informal one here where, again, a person who appears lifeless, apathetic, or completely unresponsive to their surroundings is very, very accurate. By that definition, a lot of us are zombies, okay? Now, what's the philosophical definition of a zombie? This one is a hypothetical being that responds to stimulus as a person would, but not, I'm sorry, but does not experience consciousness. I'll do that again. That was sloppy. A hypothetical being that responds to stimulus as a person would, but that does not experience consciousness. So you're, you're, you're responding to stimulus, you're responding to your phone, your TV, your commandments by your government, 
But are you conscious? Not you necessarily, but anyone, right? It's fucking, that, that, that is, I think, society to a T right there. And that definition itself is really interesting to me because there are levels of consciousness and one doesn't need to be a master of the occult to have a high level of consciousness. You really don't need to, to have hidden knowledge to be more conscious. You maybe need to get out in nature more. You need to, uh, you know, stay away from some of the programming. But we all can agree that there are drones in society that move about their day with almost a complete lack of consciousness. In that movie, Shaun of the Dead, it's portrayed really well when there's like literally real zombies walking around him and he's just going through his morning routine, uh, you know, stumbling around the street, walking out of his apartment or his flat, I guess it's in England, down to the convenience store. There's zombies walking all around him, and he doesn't notice because he is just moving through the day as normal with a low level of consciousness or a low vibration, as some people would call it, right? It's portrayed in pop culture. It's I think it's a you see some people in your day to day life. I know that remind you of a zombie and you're like, they are not there. They're not paying attention to anything around them. They probably aren't having any thoughts in their head. Okay. I don't know. I guess society needs them. I think that more more so the parasite class needs them. And that's who they feed off of is those people's lack of a conscious. And if you don't have a conscious, um, something's going to infiltrate that. Something's going to sit in there. And not a conscious, but a, a, yeah, conscious, not conscience. I think I said conscious, consciousness. But these people here, they'll get mad at Trump because they're told to. They'll get mad about Putin without even knowing where the fuck, like, Ukraine is, right? I know that Putin's in Russia, but everyone can point out Russia on a map, I hope. I'm probably being too generous there. I'm sure that there's people that are mad at Putin that don't know where Russia is. But they'll get mad at these people or they'll feel a certain way about, like, let's say a vaccine. Or they'll want to arrest Hillary Clinton to put it to the other side. Just because their masters, their high-level sorcerers are telling them to feel a certain way, right? People will go insane to back people like Joe Rogan or Anderson Cooper on the other side, right? I think that even those guys are black magicians, right? Rogan, I think, is, is very, very good at what he does. But there's something to the way that he has risen to this massive level. Same way that Anderson Cooper has. I know that his, his is more much more apparent with the black magic because there are you know, rumors of sacrifice between his Vanderbilt family and things like that. Um, maybe Rogan kind of blurs the lines of white magic and, and black magic a little bit because he has worked his entire life to get to where he is. Maybe he was propped up. Maybe he went out and got all this shit himself. I don't know. But I think that people follow these people and their word as gospel. And that's dangerous, too. That is, in fact, an aspect of black magic. People base their lives around what Joe Rogan says, and he claims that he doesn't want that to happen. Maybe he's telling the truth. But that doesn't change the fact that people will quote him. People will quote Bill Gates, right, and and take their words as, as fact and as gospel and change their lives around it. And so these people, therefore, by that definition, they're changing their lifestyle and their motives and their way of operating throughout their day-to-day based off of what someone else is saying. These people are changing others' wills by their words, by their spells, okay? Now, there's a, let's get into the zombie stuff here a little more because this stuff's kind of interesting to me. So 
there's things that I'm going to talk about when it comes to the the sacrificial aspects of things, material and human. Um, and I'm going to get into that after some more of the zombie stuff because I think that this is how zombies are created um, in our society, right? It doesn't have to be the way that, uh, you know, we, we see them in pop culture, right? Which, by the way, just before all this crazy stuff started happening, right? Zombies were very, very popularized in pop culture. You have World War Z. Uh, what's that fucking zombie show on TV? Walking Dead. Um, people getting zombie tattoos. People just obsessed with zombies, right? There was a lot of zombie movies, a lot of shows, a lot of books, a lot of comic books, everything. Zombies, zombies, zombies. And there were either the fast walking running zombie or the, the fast running crazy zombies that spit blood and all this crazy shit like 28 days later. Or the slow zombies like in, uh, I think, Walking Dead were the slow zombies, right? And Shaun of the Dead, all those things. That's not the only way that zombies can appear. They can look like you and me. They don't necessarily need to eat flesh, even though, you know, the government is trying to make us eat. Have you guys seen that fucking, the the salami company that's going to use, like, celebrities' skin cells to make salami? They're using, like, James Franco and, like, two other ones. It's not a company yet, but they're trying to get that started. That's literally people eating flesh. And these mindless consumers will eat that shit because it's cool. They're told that it's cool, so they'll eat it. They won't think of it as cannibalism. There was even a burger that won some fucking competition because it tasted like human flesh. Like, what the fuck is that? It's being subtly programmed in us that we're even going to fulfill that very basic component of what we see in zombies in pop culture. But for now, you have black magicians creating beings that are more dead than alive through the, the methods that I mentioned. The TV, the frequencies, the distractions, right? And not only that, but they are drugging us, right? They're hypnotizing us. That's exactly what they do in uh, like the Haitian zombie shit, right? They'll hypnotize, they'll use drugs. Um, a lot of people are on medications today, right? And I think that a lot of those people that are on medications, unfortunately, have more of a chance of being um, controlled by these frequencies and by these other methods, okay? And they use all of us as slaves, all the zombies, they use us as slaves before we die, right? Such people might not be very productive, but the, I mean, the magicians, the, the high-level people, the, the zombie masters or whatever, they don't care how productive we are because there's so many of us. They get to benefit from us anyway. They benefit from the same, the, the, the worker at Walmart, or the janitor, which nothing against those jobs at all. Um, they benefit from them the same way that they benefit from someone that's on welfare, okay? Versus the same way that they benefit from like a doctor or um, the, the worst profession of all, a podcast host, okay? They, they benefit from everybody. So it doesn't matter how productive you are. If you're on the system, if you're using the drugs, if you're being hypnotized, if you're part of society at the low level or the high level, you're benefiting the people at the top, the parasitic class. So if we're zombies ourselves, right, and we're being drugged through the medical industrial complex and big pharma, while also being hypnotized by the TV, maybe if you don't watch TV, that's cool. I mean, don't worry. Your streaming services are hypnotizing you. Your phones are hypnotizing you. Your social media, all this stuff too, right? Maybe you don't support 
the pedophiles over there at Netflix. But again, you're still getting it through all kinds of stuff. And dare I say, podcasters are hypnotizing you too. Okay. Not mine, of course, but no, you know, there's, there's definitely some hypnosis going on with all levels of entertainment. It's, it's, distracting you from other things and we need distractions right everyone needs distractions but maybe dial it back right it's easier said than done uh life is stressful but it's also constructed that way you're worked damn near to death and then in your free time instead of being productive you're still part of that system you're working as part of the system and you're relaxing in part of the system as well so all the bases are covered here If you want to shut it all down, just get outdoors. You'd surely escape the hypnosis and the drugging, right? Well, not exactly, because your black magicians at Lockheed Martin and Raytheon and all the other military-industrial complex are getting the job done just fine right outside your safe walls at your house, okay? Again, all the bases are covered. We're talking chemtrails. We're talking poisonous water, poisonous air, poisonous food. All of that stuff is lowering that frequency that you operate on as a human being. And it's subhuman almost. It's, can we say zombies? I don't know. Um, But, you know, a working slave or a zombie is basically the same thing here. You surrender, let's say on average, four-fifths of your life to serve the sorcerers at the top. You're working... Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate all the support here. If you want to listen to the rest of Black Magic Talk and uh, uh, human and material sacrifices, along with uh, you know human trafficking, a lot of weird shit. It's uh, it's a weird, weird world that we live in, and I think that these people at the top know exactly what's going on. But support the show over there. Tell friends about it. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you soon.